0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome.
1: Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you, and listeners, we have three favors to ask
0: you. Number one is... Would you please submit a question? You can do it in one of two ways. You can go to the Village Church app, or you can go to the Village Church website, vcob.org. Right on the homepage, there's a button that says Q&A podcast. You can submit questions anonymously. You can put your name. Um, nothing's off limits, so bring it on and uh, look forward to answering those questions. Number
1: two. Number two is be sure to share it. Share it, share it. Share it with friend, family member, foe, or mm. anyone that you might want to start a spiritual conversation with. Yep. And number three, Michael. Write
0: and review. Write and review. Write and review. Rate and review would be really good. Rate, rate and review. Awesome. That's number three.
1: All right. Here's our question for today What's the difference between
0: a person's soul and their spirit? This is a great question because Tim and I, I it's not that we disagree. But I think if we had to land, we would probably land in different places. Yeah. So would. Tim and I are going to throw it down right now, and uh, it's going to be good. <laughs> There'll be some cussing. So kids, just watch out. I'm kidding. There won't be. Uh, so there are two um, main beliefs on this subject. And, um, and so the first one is called trichotomy. Trichotomy means that they're human beings in our physical, spiritual makeup. We are body, soul, and spirit. Yes. And so in trichotomy, tri, because tri means three, mm-hmm. uh, the humanity has three basic parts. There's the physical, which is our body, and uh, our soul, which is the essence of our being, maybe personality, et cetera. And then our spirit, which is what could, what connects us to God. Okay? And it's that's the, where I would land. Right. So uh, let's give an illustration. So um, my physical body is obvious, but my soul would be more like, my personality, personality, my general makeup. Yes. So, like an animal would have a soul, soul. and um, and so the soul, yeah, it's just it's just your personality. I'm an extrovert. I'm an introvert. I'm I'm this personality or whatever. But then your spirit is when you pray. It's the it's the connection between you and yes. God. So for somebody who's a trichotomist, it's <laughs> a big word. <laughs> um, what separates animals from humans is that animals would have a body and mm-hmm. a soul. Mm-hmm. And then humans would have a body, soul, and, and then spirit. A spirit, yes. Dichotomy um, would say, this is probably if I had to land where I would land, but dichotomy um, would say that humanity has two parts. There's a body, that's the physical side, and then our spiritual side is a soul or spirit. Mm-hmm. And a dichotomist would basically say that the words soul and spirit can be used interchangeably. Or that when there seems to be a distinction, it's more of a a distinction of hyperbole or a distinction of just – like it's a phrase that we use, your body, your soul, and your spirit, that it's not necessarily intended to be looked into too deeply. It's more just a way of saying the totality of a person. And then third would be monism or monism, Mm -hmm. which means that we are one. This is not a Christian um, concept. Um, This would be more of a secular humanistic that – um, there is no soul or spirit or spiritual dimension to a person that it's all physical. Yeah. And, uh, again, a secular humanist would say there is no spiritual realm. This is all there is. All things are, are physical and, and, um, spirituality is something that we make up to make ourselves feel better about, you know, death or whatever. So, um, because we're not monist monist, however you say it, mm-hmm. um, All Christians are either going to be a trichotomous or dichotomous, meaning body, soul and spirit. Three separate pieces. Dichotomous is just body, soul, spirit. Two parts to us. So let's let's start and make a defense for trichotomy. Again, trichotomy means that humanity is a body, a soul and a spirit spirit, in contrast to animals, which would be body and and soul. soul. So, Tim. How many parts to God are there? One, two, or three? Three. Right. Father, Father son, son, and spirit. And spirit. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that because we're made in God's image, um, that God put into us a triune aspect. Okay. Now, my concern with that, that's logical. Don't it is me a logical argument. Right? Um, but my, I guess my concern for that is twofold. Number one, the Bible doesn't necessarily make that direct connection. I agree. Um, but then number two this isn't a good defense. This isn't like a legit defense to put it down. I'm just saying it's mm-hmm. where my brain typically goes. Um, God is infinitely more complex than us. Absolutely. It would make sense that there would be greater levels of complexity in the Godhead than there would be in humans. But on the other hand, if we were triune in the same sense, that would actually help. So I, I, I see it. But there's a, a verse. So Tim, can you read First Thessalonians Chapter 5, verse um, 23 and 24. Sure.
1: Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. So there it is, all three parts of a person. Yep. And so the
0: the trichotomist would say, look, the Bible says there's a body. There's a soul Soul and and a spirit. spirit. And the dichotomist would look at that and say, no, this is just a general reference for the totality of the person. And uh, I think sometimes in Bible translation, interpretation, application, Bible study, we can get so lost in every nuance Mm. of every word and forget about um, the fact that they have idioms just like we did. You know, like if if somebody was studying English 2000 years from now and uh, they found the phrase, what's up, they would be like. Why are they constantly looking up? You know, <laughs> that's not kind of the point of it. Right. If you took everything literally, mm-hmm. you'd misunderstand a lot of things. And so that would be the question for a trichotomist versus a dichotomist. Tim, you would land that this is more Paul's way of saying no, there are different aspects. There to are a human. different
1: aspects to a human being. Yep. And that and that's where I would land. And yes, I do accept euphemisms of of scripture that, of course th- do, yeah. that they would have those. Yep. But I I see that the biblical writers do make a distinction between the personality of a person
0: and the spiritual eternal part of a person. So let's talk about Hebrews chapter four. Okay. Um, because uh, when well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, actually this very question, and you brought up Hebrews chapter four uh, about how um, the distinction is made that the word of God pierces soul and, and spirit, spirit. And that yes. there's like this, this distinction between the soul and the spirit. So I guess if I'm a dichotomist, I have to look at that and say that's more of a euphemism, right? right. And, and for me, and I actually don't know where you stand on this. That's a whole other question. In that context, I am 99.9 convinced that the word of God is Jesus, not the Bible, okay. and that Jesus himself um, is able to see the thoughts and the intentions um, and is able to divide or pierce soul and spirit joints and marrow, et cetera. Um, so I could see your defense of that. Everything else is literal. Okay. Yeah. Then why isn't that? Why isn't why, that literal? Is that a euphemism? I, I could see that. Is there a difference between the soul and the spirit? I guess I'm wondering why Jesus would need to pierce that, but then why does he need to pierce marrow as well? So whatever, <laughs> that doesn't help my case anyway. Um, But if it is a euphemism, then dichotomy would probably be a more accurate thing. If it's being literal, then, you know, trichotomy is better. Uh, listeners. I hope what you hear right now is this is a, we'll say, tertiary theological issue of which two guys on staff at a church who love each other a ton can say, Mm -hmm. uh, no, you're wrong, Pastor Michael, (laughs) because of the Bible. And then I can look at him and say, no, you're wrong. And actually, I have no actual (laughs) – I'll be honest, like you actually have a little bit more solid of a defense, <laughs> but but let's defend dichotomy. For yeah, a let's moment, defend dichotomy okay? <laughs> because, because we're not just bored, like trying to disagree because right. we're like, you know, right. wanted to make trouble here. Mm-hmm. So there are numerous examples in the Bible where soul and spirit are used interchangeably. Uh, and I agree. Yes. So this, this is where the issue gets complicated. It's not quite as easy as every time the Bible says soul and spirit, it's referring to different things. And I just philosophically or logically don't like it. Um, so Luke one forty six um, says this: My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And so she's using the terms um, to just reference the same part of her body, um, because both of these are the aspects of worship, which mm-hmm. from a trichotomous perspective would be the spirit. Yes, but she is a she's applying to the soul things that a trichotomist would say only the spirit does, and she uses both words Isaiah. Um, chapter 26, verse 9, my soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. And, and in the poetry of Isaiah 26, these are it's a rhetorical device where they use synonyms to yes. reference the same entity. Right. Um, we have Romans 12, 1 and 2, just as, as an example that even Paul um, uses the phrase body and mind. Um, sometimes he uses the word body and spirit. Yes. Sometimes he says body and soul. Mm-hmm. Generally, generally as a phrase communicating the totality of a person. So here, here's what we get big picture at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, um, there are verses that seem to isolate um, body, soul, and spirit and to communicate them as three separate things. And then at the same time, there are verses that say humanity uh, is a body and mind, body and soul, body and spirit or spirit and soul are legitimately used interchangeably
1: and, uh, to
0: refer to the totality of a person. And so what like difference does this really make? for Christians. Well, we can say one thing, monism, monism is not. is definitely true off the table. Yes. We are absolutely spiritual beings. But yes. question number two, and this for me, if I were to poke a hole in dichotomy and dichotomism, <laughs> whatever that word is um, in your own belief system, if I were to poke a hole in what I lean as a yeah. better interpretation, I would say this, then if humanity is only twofold and soul and spirit are used interchangeably, then what is the difference between an animal, animal and, a person. and a person? Because yeah. you know, I've had animals and they have very unique and distinct personalities. Yes, they do. And, um, and so am I saying that that person's personality is purely, that's a lot of Ps, purely um, uh, physical? And uh, there's no spiritual component to that. Because what I don't believe is that – Um, Every animal has a unique soul that their personalities will be preserved in heaven forever and ever. Now, if that happens, it's not going to destroy my worldview. I just don't happen to think that that is what the Bible, per se, teaches. Lots of peas in this. So, (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, but uh, the trichotomous position makes sense of the distinction. You would say that an animal has what? A body and a a soul. And then does not have a spirit. Does not have a spirit.
1: Right. And and – In spite of what
0: we're told in cartoons, all dogs don't go to heaven. I know. That's so sad. So when Jesus went to the cross, what does he have to redeem? Our body, our soul, and our spirit? And if so, how might that look? Because in my brain, Mm -hmm. I've got Jesus is going to give me a new body. He's going to get my sin nature out of that. Um, and then he's also forgiving and redeeming my soul yes. and the sinful tendencies that my soul has right. or my spirit, because I'm using them interchangeably. You will be, yeah. um, he's forgiving that and redeeming that part of me, my inward person. Mm-hmm. So when my inward person is being renewed, what's he talking about? What is Jesus renewing and transforming?
1: And, and where I would land is very close to where you were talking about is that oftentimes in scripture... Soul and spirit are used interchangeably to talk about the immaterial, the non-physical part of a person. And so I would land that when Jesus saves us, when we accept him as our Savior, he came to redeem us both in our personality and our spiritual side for eternity to live with him. That's, that's why you know when, when I hear people say, well, this is just who I am, God's just got to accept me who, with who I am. Or people have to just accept, you know, I'm, my personality type is, you know, someone who thinks and just says, and it's like, whoa, 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 scripture doesn't say that at all. He redeems our personality too. There are parts of my personality that are, are very kingdom-oriented, and there are parts of my uh, personality that are non-kingdom-oriented. What, what I should be allowing Jesus to do in my life, the Holy Spirit and scripture to do in my life... Is to redeem every aspect of both, both my immaterial and my material. There are parts that, that one day my body, my physical body, is going to be made new, and I'll have a resurrected body, which will be like the body that I physically have today, but it will be different. It's freaking
0: awesome. Yeah. So like today. <laughs> yeah. Let me give you an analogy. So John, the apostle. Um, was uh, John and James were brothers? They were called Sons Sons of, of Thunder. Thunder. Yes, and uh, and they were let's just say intense young men and uh, quick to anger. When you, you just kind of read their personalities, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, these are feisty dudes, you know? Yeah, they were. And uh, you can meet some feisty people who'd be like, no, this is just the way I am. Here's what's crazy: John writes uh, the Book of John, Revelation, First, Second, and Third John. The guy has a lot of he's yes. written a lot of scripture. Yep. And uh, and then at the end of his life. He is no longer even thought of as the son of thunder, uh, but he is the apostle of love. Love that there is something so transformative that happened in his, we'll say, personality, his personality, um, and I w- and I would say in his spirit, but yes. just the spiritual component of him, um, so transformed that he was no longer an aggressive, young, hyperreactive, intense dude. He's now become known as the apostle who embodies. Um, loved probably right. second to Jesus as a pastor and a shepherd and patience and care. And, and uh, it's just, it's crazy. So people who say that, you know, your personality never changes. Um, I might be able to agree and say there are aspects of you that God has made you to be that will never change. Some of that is true. Yes. yes but mm-hmm. I think sometimes we apply that to negative things like I'm just an angry person. Right. Well, mm-hmm, you know, like I'm yeah, just right. reactive. Mm-hmm. No, no. God has given you a spirit of self-control. And so, Maybe your personality is passionate. Maybe you have a high justice radar. Um, That might not change, but how you react to those things that God is um, trying to increase your spirit of self-control so that you can control how you at your core, your personality responds to life. And so that's what we see in John. I have this hunch that John, even as a son of thunder, had um, now great love, but it was masked in all of his emotions and self-control. And as he grew, that love was able to be um, harnessed and used really well. So just as a, a biblical example of what that might look like. Yeah. Um, so if you're a pastor, Tim, let's say you're a trichotomist. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah, I am. So if I get up and I start talking about soul and spirit because i'm a dichotomist and at least in how i speak i'm a dichotomist i'm not mm-hmm. necessarily convinced of that a hundred percent but i talk like a dichotomist so if i start using the word soul and spirit interchangeably in a sermon and you are a staunch dichotomist <laughs> right do you do you need to be upset with me if i'm not using these all. terms interchangeably not okay, at all why not
1: nope nope i have no reason to get bent out of shape over that i i see them as separate i see them as separate components to a human being but by using them interchangeably, as long as you're using soul and spirit interchangeably as as you were saying sometimes scripture does, yep. and as long as you're not monist. I'm I'm perfectly fine.
0: Yep, good. So if you're a monist, nope, nope. no bueno. You cannot nope. be a Christian and be a you monist. You cannot or be modest. a
1: Christian and and not see yep. there is an immaterial spiritual side of human beings. And, and
0: whether it's monist or monist, I'm not quite sure how to, <laughs> pronounce, it, how to pronounce it. I never it have. And I keep hearing actually different like smart people say it differently, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, all right, I'll just I'll just say them both every time I say there it. There you go. Well, I hope that helps our audience. And our, our goal is to help you make big deals out of big things, little deals out of little, little things. But in all things, think biblically. That's right. And uh, also just to show you how two brothers who think differently on a number of issues which is great and we think similar similarly on the majority of issues which is also great But That's right just to show you like hey here's how you disagree on tertiary issues and i hope that helps our audience and uh, so tim what's coming up tomorrow
1: tomorrow we tackle the question should christians support black lives matter